What up, what up, people? This is Keith London coming at you this evening on the Roller Agenda Live with Jose Maldonado. What's up, Jose? You're going, so the question you want to know is how's my family programmed in general? Well, first of all, I wouldn't say program is how I built them in general. Uh, <clears throat> what I did was I, I was honest with myself, and um, yeah, and um, when I was building the family, saying what they needed, what I think they didn't, but then what they didn't have, and um, how can I make them better? So, so once I decided what my base was was going to be, which was the smoke birds, which they were known for their speed. Frequency, homeless state, and kidding. But, but I, what I found out was when I was building the family that they lacked the commitment on depth on the breaks. They'll break all day, break, 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 but I'm only getting five to seven, five, seven, five to seven. Now I'm only getting those tens, fifteens. So as I sought out, as I sought out birds to, to increase that, I remember back when Norm Reed had them, I went to Norm Reed house, and that's what I, these birds had it. But those birds really weren't available at the time when I was trying to build a family. Everybody had already bought, uh-huh. everybody had bought most of the birds already, you know. So I went to Jerry Higgins and Roy Traherne, which had Normie slash Higgins birds, and I built them from there. Now, once, oh, so I, and them birds came in to add the commitment on the breaks. I mean, when they break, they, if they're 20 feet, I need that 20 feet. Say 30 feet, I uh-huh. need that 30 feet. And I was honest and said to know that the smoke birds didn't give me that. And they were more like right. yo-yo birds, frequent, frequent, frequent. They never really set. But they were so frequent that I, I, would, I would still score because it was so frequent. But to be, to compete on the large scale, on the, on the bigger scale, like the World Cup and National Fly had to have them bigger breaks while so I'm bringing those birds. Now, all during that time, I always refer back to the pencil book and um, pencil book and true spinning rolling books because they have a little good stuff in there in both those books. One thing I took from from the pencil wow. book is color balancing. Um, not to say that wow, okay. this this not how you get the roll, but it's how you get the roll throughout the loft with balance. Whereas every color can roll okay. just as good as the next. That's why I color balance. Uh-huh. I don't color balance and say, oh, this is how you unlock the roll. Well, Jerry wrote one time, this is how you unlock the roll, which, which is not true. I haven't seen red birds that, that were just as stiff as any blue check I've ever seen. Right? So, uh-huh. with that being said, I just sought after the birds that want to work, whether, no matter what color they were. And I said, well, yeah. in most families, the red birds are most freak, more frequent in most families. And the checker birds, whether it be red check, blue check, dark check, those are pretty much the high velocity spinners. So I said, hmm, there might be something to this. So I started taking those birds to the red birds and then balanced out. That's why now it's not where no one color is dominant in my family. Yeah. Okay, right. now, once I established that in the family, I bred accordingly. Once you, I brought in the birds from Jerry to do his thing. Once the birds that gave me what I wanted, I kept. 
the ones that didn't give me what I wanted, I didn't keep. Not saying that they were bad uh, birds, they just couldn't give me what I wanted or what I needed. Put that uh, right. And most dudes by Jerry Birds think they're automatically in the game now because they got Jerry Birds and Norm Reed Birds. That would have been the case right. 10 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. That would have been the case then, but now it's not because the people who that are selling these birds, is not they're not Jerry. And they breed them by pedigree, not actual performance. So with that being said, right. if you understand the breeder, which I got most of my birds from either, the most of the main birds was either Jerry or Johnny, I understood them. I understood where they came from. Deep and early, right, what they pretty okay. much like. Deep and early. And with that being said, I, I selected the birds. They gave me the traits that they that they that they um they they, they bred for. Deep early birds. But I wasn't really interested in the early part. But I want the, the depth, the commitment on depth. So once all that got set, right. I started setting them and found me. I only set the birds that gave me exactly what I wanted or needed in the loft, period. No matter who was out of. So my family right. is set. It's set in this program. So once they once the birds become holdovers, they almost they're almost unstoppable. I ain't gonna say they unstoppable, they almost unstoppable, but everything still has to line up. Right. Everything still got to line up. So, like, um, you gotta have the right birds in the kit. Like, like people like, like you see how I program, each kid is gonna be every, different every time. And once you understand that, you can better assess what you have and then make the proper, the proper um, changes you need to change or add additions, whatever you need to do, because if every pair was 100% true to what they, who they are, and they produce the same birds all the time, yeah, you can do that, but they don't. You be like, let's say you got 20 pair. It's not, not, not guaranteed you're gonna have one bird of each pair. One pair gonna have one, one pair gonna have none, some pair gonna have three or four, and that's gonna change every round in your first kit. Right. And, uh -huh. and, you, and, you, and you go by that to decide what you're gonna, um, but you, I mean, how you gonna program your kits? Cause now you got your breeders down. Now you program your kits, and your kits now from this point on is gonna feed your loft. But you gotta be careful if you're competing not to take all your quality birds out your kit and put in your loft because you breeding to have good kits. But if you take all the quality birds out your kit, guess what happened? Your kits don't look as good as they should be. Right. So you program your loft to only take to take in the birds that's needed to go forward. Right. So you bring in what you need. What you need. What, 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 yeah. Or what you what 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 uh what lacks in it. What yeah. lacks in it. Well, at, at one point you don't get to a point where you're not really lacking nothing. Everything is pretty much there. You now you can talk, then the next stage is percentages. Which pair, I mean, the highest percentage of birds that they can get up in the kit and maintain for two or three years. Which birds give me those? And then when you start bringing birds off yeah. those pairs into the loft, the bottom pairs gotta go. And that's when dudes have their biggest problem. They wanna, they wanna no. hold on to everything, they wanna hold on to this. There are gonna be birds that you're gonna breed that are better than some of the birds you pay for, but some dudes won't value them because they bred them, they're gonna value the other birds because they got a name attached to them. Right. And that's and that's a problem a lot of guys make. Like, like I'm what well, I've never did, I've never asked nobody how to pair my birds up. I have taken advice from people on how to feed them and what to feed them sometimes. I have done that in the beginning. 
But how to pair them up, I've never yeah. done that. I've never asked somebody how to pair my birds up. Because I always have an idea uh, what I want. Most dudes don't right. know what they want, so they let whoever else, somebody else dictate what they want. Right. So. Now, that, my, other, my other question would be, do you know what you're going to get out of the pairs you're putting down? Okay. Like this, as far as the... the, the, the the, the, the velocity depth and, and, and uh, frequency you're getting out of them? One thing you can't predict, you can't predict velocity at all. You can't predict that because each bird, it's going to vary between each bird, period. Even if, even if it's not the same pair. What I do is I have uh-huh. expectations or what I expect to get out of them based on my knowledge of the birds I have, I put together and the tra- trace I selected within those birds. I have, a, yeah, I have I have no, I don't know for a fact because it's all theory until I prove it. And you prove yeah. it by flying. That's your confirmation. And then you gotta see how good they are the next season. I mean, I, I mean, I have, yeah, like expectations. I have expectations based on, you know, on the birds I know about. I can say, well, I put this pair together. This cock gives me this. This hen gives me this. And with these two together, I expect to get this. And I expect to get birds between. Right. I never expect. To get roll downs and never expect to get bumpers. But uh, I know if it happens, I know why it happened and where it and have an idea where it came from and what caused it. Where it comes from. Okay. So but velocity, that's one of the hardest things to to to, to predict because you, you can't predict that. I can't. I mean but the, the way I see right. it, nobody else can either. Yeah, because you don't get right. one out of every. Like I talked about the blurs, dude. We talking about birds was going out, man. I, I've I've been flying since 1990, and I might have seen five birds I consider that was like a blur. A, a blur is only really good for individual. Cause you, a kit with blurs in it can think about it, it's a blur. A blur is not that great. Right. If your vision is blurry, what's what's that mean? You can't see. You can't see. Right. If your bird is blown up, I mean, you're like, wait a minute. Is that, that bird, what, what is it? I mean, it's like a question. Did it roll really good? It's so fast you can't really see it. Who wants birds so fast you can't see them? I don't. I want to be able to see it. Right. All of it. I mean, every night you're going to get something that's like that blur. That, a part of it, it got to do with the sky, the color of the bird, and all that kind of stuff like that. Blurred out. I was like hearing dudes say that. I seen, I bred one bird that was a blur and it was an accident. And I think the only reason why it was a blur because it was a blue bar on a blue sky. That's, that's the only thing I could think. Uh-huh. But it, it's like translucent. It's like you, wait a minute. That bird rolling is like this. I know what they mean by blur. I've seen it, but I ain't bred a whole lot of blurs. I might have bred one or two blurs. And I don't need, I'm not really interested in a blur myself. I need to see it. I need to see the whole roll. From start to finish, I need to see it. How it goes in and comes out the road. Yep, I don't need to go. I don't need to be going so fast. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did that bird just? I don't, I don't need to see a blur. You know, people give yeah. names, say birds, or give their birds make them more important or better than the next. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but to answer your question, no, I can't predict what's gonna come out. I mean, I have expectations. Above what? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I have a scale. I mean, you gotta set yourself parameters. If you got if you go from one to fifty, 
and the 50 being best and one being the weakest, I don't want no birds under 26 to 50. So that second half, the lower half of the 50, I don't want, I'm, try, I'm not trying to breathe and breathe for the 26 and better. If, if one is weakest and 50 is best, 26 to 50 is where I'm gonna keep my birds. Anything below, yeah, anything below 26 or 25 is not is not desirable to go back into my loft, period. Oh, yeah, okay. And that's what dude got said. What's your minimum you'll take? And why you'll take that minimum? What, right. got, what, what has to happen for you to take that minimum? I mean, if a bird's a one point, okay, you got the 2.0 quality. You don't see that many uh-huh. 2.0 kicks. I ain't never seen 2.0 kick, but I seen 2.0 birds in kicks. And it might have been less, maybe two or three tops. So, if you got birds at 2.0, What's the least you want in your kit? You you're gonna, you're gonna take what you have, but anything at a two point five, you don't you don't you don't want. And say that, but the two point five has to be a bird to go on every break, st- stable, tight. Everything else gotta be right with it. If it's if it's a, if it's a one point, it's a one point five. Everything else gotta be perfectly right. If the quality is a one point five, it gotta commit to that. depth. It gotta do right. everything. Everything else gotta be so high that it, it over it over it overlooks the um, it overshadows the um, the quality. But you never should go into one point five. You don't want to go into that. Just one point four and up, one point five and higher. But everything else, like a ten foot bird, a ten foot bird to me has to work three or four times harder than a bird that's 30, 40 feet to be equal. They, they shorter. They shorter. They gotta, they gotta be really, really working for me to consider it for a stock bird, and I gotta have an ideal, ideal mate for it already in the loft. So I, so I knew, like you might say, wow, this bird might go on a big black cock. He a smooth roller about forty feet. He only rolled maybe once a minute. If I can put her on him at the same time, you speeding him up and making him more frequent and making him stretch her out. Hmm. And then you try that mate. You don't do conversation mating to compensate flaws. No. Not even weaknesses. It's just where birds can be better yeah. at. Because a 10 foot bird is not a weakness. Uh-huh. It's just that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So and that's how that's how that's how that's how I make my maintenance sometimes. I'll be having That's how you do yours. Yeah, that's how I do them. I gotta keep the regularity. And, and, and you got, yeah, got good results from doing that too then. So yeah. You've always stuck to that same program you've always done? Same, same program. Every now and then I bring in a same. bird that got the similar traits as my birds, but it's a different part of the blood. But it's the same traits, so the traits don't change. It just, it, just, it just makes another point, another factor in there to keep, keep stuff going forward at the same time by adding some more to blood. They don't have certain yeah. things in it. Like platinum. I don't even desire breeding any more birds off platinum. I'm, I need more of the birds that go with them. You understand? They go they go with them. Nah. And that's what dudes don't do. So you will bring something so you will bring something that you made up your family with? Like bring, bring back that gene pool back into it? Like Sometimes. Yeah. It depends. It all depends on what it, what, which one what it carries and what I'm what I'm trying to bring in, what I'm bringing in for. Like I got a bird from high depth, not because I needed it. I didn't, I didn't really need it, but I know it'll help me out in the long run. Because it's a bird that has no smoke in it. None. Uh-huh. But it's already related uh-huh. to my birds 
I can always take it back in and bring it back right back out. Like her mate is already picked. And I know that. So Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't mind that. And and never have a closed mind. If you if you build your family and you see some birds somewhere over for a few got some a few times, don't say, damn, my birds don't have that. What if I bring one in? What happens? So you bring it in. I have a side project. Put a little side project to the side. Just breed it. Uh. And then fly. And let, let that be your confirmation. If it work, and if that gene that you're missing is added, then, you're gonna put then you take that bird again to another one of your best birds that's not exactly the same as the first one, and maybe another maybe three of them. And it's, and to add that gene to all three of your birds, your, family, your stock just went up. Went up. Yeah. Just went up. But if, and if it don't work, no hard feelings. Just say, look, this didn't work for me. You can take it back. I mean, or whatever. But some dudes are bashing. Oh, that bird ain't shit. Yeah. That bird ain't, ain't nothing. And that's unnecessary. So, uh-huh. I always have a reason for it. I always try to think of a reason for it. Or think down the line. Well, you might not need it in 2020. In 2020, but you might need it in 2022. Sometimes you yeah. gotta think that far that ahead of the game. Up. You gotta be that far ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was trying to tell, I was talking about Chris. He said, How do you learn the birds to look alike? I said, It took a long time to do that. The biggest make, mistake you can make in trying to get your birds to look alike is start breeding for your birds to look alike. Let, let it happen over time. You're gonna start noticing that all your yeah. best, bird, best birds look a certain way. And then you gotta make a decision. Like I said, your minimum or your max. What you what you not willing to put in? I'm not willing to put yeah. birds with long necks in my in my in my loft. I don't care how I spin. I don't want to change the type. Once you change the type, you're gonna change everything. Once you change the wing pattern, the flight pattern, and you got now you got this bird making these birds fly this way, and you're from used to flying this way, so it's gonna cause disruption in your bird's chemistry. And somebody asked me a question earlier about do you have to fly? You no, know, do you have do all your birds have to be related? No, they don't have to be related. They can be as long as they selected for the same traits, the same dominant traits. Recessive traits, okay. you, you won't see them until you start breeding. They start popping out here and there. But sometimes there might be some good recessive traits back there, hidden back, back there. But if, if they are yeah. related, it's easier. It's, e- it's easier to control when they're related. Yeah, it makes it easier. That's all. It's not 100%, but it, it makes it a lot easier. Because I, I was competitive and I had a lot of different birds. And my thing was to make them all similar. Even if they, even though they were um diff, of two different families. I had two different families at one time. I had the smoke with the Higgins Reed cross with a little bit of pencil. And I had the smoke. No, not the smoke. And I had the Lemire number seven. And Jack and Nett birds. That was another side of the family, but they all had similar traits. But not bring them together. Yeah, not bring them together. It's too hot, so I kept them separate. I was gonna keep them separate, but I lost the original cop. There was a Tim Decker cop. I lost that cop. When I was when I was, when I was rebuilding my loft, I lost that cop. I didn't put the um, spring on my door. My door opened up, and he walked out the loft and flew out. But he stayed around for two days, but I didn't uh, get him back. So that kind of messed that whole program up. So I just trashed it and, and let all the birds go to other people. I just kept the other side. 
They would, but they'll work just as good as the other birds. Saying, I can fly them and kiss together, and they'll work. But I couldn't breed them together. Yeah. When I tried to breed them together, it was too hot. It was too much, a little too much. Even, even if I put a 20-footer, right. 20-footer, it was too hot. It was too much on the birds. They couldn't keep up with the kid. They want to roll 20, 30 feet all the time. But I was just kept rolling. Kept, they would never keep up with the kid. So I kept them separate. And I was going to keep them separate because they did good together still. Not, not scored, I was scoring them points. When I almost won a national fly, I had, that's what I had. I had like four or five of those and then my other birds. And they worked, they worked real good. Yeah. They had the same traits. But, they, I just, but I understood they couldn't be crossed. I tried it. It didn't work. I got birds that was... Flying three weeks. I mean, the cock. Look, I just cocked those twenty-five feet. The hen was like fifteen feet. But her, their babies, thirty days in the air, 60, 70 feet. When I crossed them, I'm like, damn. Oh no, hell no. And then when I put them back to her regular family, didn't have none of that. So I had to make a decision: which side I'm gonna keep. When I lost that cock, I just said, I lost the original cock. That I was gonna make the whole families with. I let all the rest of them go. I can't remember who got them birds either. <clears throat> oh. Now, is it easy to manage two or three families? <clears throat> if you understand the birds and know know it, know what you want from each one, you can. Uh-huh. It's not easy. None, none of this is really easy. It's just not as hard as we make it. Right. It's not easy. We just make it a little harder by the stuff we do. And I say we, I mean me and everybody else. That's why most yeah. people find. That's why most people get one family and stick to that one family. That's why most people do it. It's easier for them to manage one family. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so it really depends on, on the individual how good his, his training is. Training and selection. It's a part most of it's selection. Selection. Because you could be a good trainer and don't have then don't select the right birds and your family won't go forward. Yeah. Yeah. But selection, like I tell you about selection is the key. Is the key. Selection is the key to everything. What you gonna pick? Yeah. Why you gonna pick it? So how should we we, we cultivate the Birmingham road? Well, the Birmingham road should be cultivated on the on the um, on the guidelines set forth. I mean, be cultivating cultivating the Birmingham road to be a Birmingham road, and for those traits set set forth by Pinsum or whoever, but. I think we kind of we as 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 flyers today, the guys today, uh, we transcended the breed a little bit because now we getting quality, quality birds to roll together and break and break and break. Remember the whole yeah. the big thing about the, the competition was was we we select tum- tumblers and birds that don't really commit on the break. I mean that's what we that's what people do. And I'm 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 be honest with you, if your birds roll five feet and barely roll good, they were scoring it in the 90s. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I was around it. I mean, that's, that's, that's what was flying in competition. But birds weren't really, really rolling. So when Normie hit the scene and showed that them birds got a roll, it changed everything. I don't know. 
changed the whole game. Changed the whole game. I don't know what's going on in England. I didn't see all the imports. I don't know nothing about all that. I don't know nothing about that. So I can't speak on that. <clears throat> Everybody was talking. Everything was about speed and depth from all the other dudes, but but how we how we gonna cultivate this to keep moving it forward? Like right now, <coughs> we got we got about it's just in L.A. and L.A. County alone is about twelve clubs. At one time, it was damn near twenty. Wow. But it's about twelve clubs, maybe. And most of these clubs, other than TPRC and CPRC, consist of mostly younger, newer fancy um, flyers and stuff. And HDRC was one of the older families too, but they no longer exist either. They CSRA now, but. We were the young guys at that time. You guys were? We, yeah, we were the young guys then. In the 90s, heck yeah, we was all in our 20s. Mm. We were the young guys. But guess what? But we was the one causing all the havoc, too, at the same time. Right. We came in... Yeah, so that, that's... Go ahead. Sorry. I said that's, that's what uh, the new era is, 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 is our game plan, you know, is, Come in and, and do good, you know. Put our name up on the map and, and show everybody that that we're here to play some good <laughs> kids and, and compete. Well, that's cool. You mean you, you guys can do it? I mean, you guys stay open-minded. Yeah. And keep it about the birds, and just select the best birds. Stop. Tr- See, the thing is about the names. Everybody named like Norm Reed. When was the last time Norm Reed bred a pigeon? Back in like in two thousand. What, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe? Early, I don't think it was nine. Mid 2000s? I know it was about 2006, seven. Six? Something, something yeah. like that. I'll even say maybe 2008. Even though that's 12 years ago. That's the last time he bred a pigeon. So even the birds he bred, they're not even, they probably won't even be fertile. Most of them won't even be fertile. So these other people breeding these birds. And a lot of these dudes don't breed these birds in air testing. They breed these birds and stock them because they're out of certain birds. So one thing I do right. is when dudes say they got birds, certain birds, I do I ask them questions. Like, What's that off of? With a kit. And I say, wait a minute, this is supposed to be your best bird, but you don't got not one bird in your kit out of this bird or down out of this bird. Okay. So I ask another person, well, you got that blood too? Yeah, yeah. So I can say, I see the best birds. What's that bird out of? What's this bird? They never say the birds. Wait a minute. Dudes, I asked five dudes what they bird, but none of them have birds off these famous birds that they brag about. I mean, yeah, that's how. See, every bird I breed go back to smoke. Every single one. I can't even breed a bird that every, don't go every back. Single every single one, top and bottom. Only bird I got in my loft. Let me see. Besides the bird I just got from high def, I got platinum. Uh, fifty one. High, high def platinum 51, the black hen, the other black hen, and a model. Those those birds right there, those birds will have no smoke in them. But they relate to all the other birds. They relate to platinum, they relate to the lot three stuff. They're like they all relate to that stuff, so it's not, it's still related. So they always gotta go to the, the, the bird that show the, the smoke traits. Oh, okay. The smoke traits. This bird just showed the smoke traits heavily. They go back to them. And the only reason why I'm using them right now because when David Lopez 
was getting rid of his birds, he told me he brought them to me. And I just, I use them. So now if he started back, I'll have birds off his birds that are actually proven. And he gave me a cock, 51. Yeah. He, he works real well. He works he work real well. I think he said he, he said go back to the sizzle stuff. And that's the first time I ever really used the sizzle stuff. I said, man, how's this bird? That's the sizzle stuff from, from, from Higgins? Yeah, the one that Rob Parker made his, a lot of his birds with. Oh, okay. The sizzle stuff. I think he got the sizzle cock and put it on 499 or something like that and made a cock. And I got that bird. Soon. And he, I got a daughter off him, too. That I picked up. Uh, David gave me out his kit. He was getting rid of his birds. Now, I, I hadn't even bred her for a long time. I had her since 2015 and never bred her. Since 2015? And I bred her last year. I said, oh, yeah. She fit right in, so I got a lot. It's a lot of blood in there. It's not, but then if you go the Bull Eye Spangles, another cock that came from Juan Raw that he got from Jerry that I bought from Juan, it's pretty much the 45 blood. And everybody don't see people don't even know that. They just oh, we got the Bull Eye What is that? It's the 45 blood, 45 and um, Black Magic blood, top and not top and yeah. bottom. And people, a lot of guys don't know that. But that's what it is. The old norm stuff when Jerry made the name of that went to the um, the Spangle Jack and that he didn't think it was 38 and 38 or 32, something like that. And it made the Spangle side. Cause Norm didn't have Spangles like that. Jerry uh-huh. Jerry made them like that. And he brought him the Jack and that's how Jerry made them. Yeah. So So that so that 40 block, that 45 blood, that that goes back to that um seven seven eight? Nine nine one, yeah. That's the sun right off that pair. Right 40, off that pair. Yeah, 45. It's 45. It's a gang of them. It's way more than people think. It's 25, 48. And a lot. 25, 77, and uh, 19. It's a lot of people don't even know about. That's that's just that was just important. Just as important in building a family. Everybody don't know. They don't, they don't know about the important ones. Or ones that everybody talk about. <clears throat> And I think that what itself. What is that forty-five bring to the table? That speed. It, it, it got some real nice velocity. Um, velocity. They roll. They not. They roll hard. They, they kind of hard. They roll hard. <coughs> and they often. They they, they work. They work good, pretty good working pigeons. So are they? they are they kind of hot? Are they on the hotter side? They're not, no, no, I can't see. The mines weren't hot. They're not, they could be hot depending on how you breed them, how you select, but I don't think they were really hot. Not the, not the ones back then. Norm birds weren't hot. Weren't really, really hot. At least most of them weren't. I guess they could be because of the depth they had. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys out there that got all these famous birds and and, and just think they because they got them burst think they automatically in there like what's that dude that yeah. in Compton Beasy Compton with White Boy he be always talking about uh-huh. it y'all think y'all got these name brand birds y'all birds are better than everybody else and people do think that yeah 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 I mean people I mean, the, you still gotta put regardless I mean even if you do got them you still gotta put the work into them regardless of, of I mean me personally I gotta put in the work of whatever I got in my backyard is, is knowing 
what I'm bringing in and, and understanding their family, what's their truth and what's their bad. So, I mean, it's up to me is it, it, to put them, make them work right, you know? Exactly. So I don't care if, if I got referred from this person, that person, or this normal me. If it don't work, it's, it's not going to come in my, into my backyard, period. I don't care where it comes from. Yeah. That's what I tell people. Yeah, so. So this, I mean, this, I know there's a lot to it, and uh, I'm more than, than willing to do whatever it takes for me to fly some good kids. To cultivate the Birmingham Road. Yeah, we have. The find a good kitchen is just the, one of the first parts. That's one of the first parts, find a good kid. That's find a good kid is more about training. That's what find a good kid is a good kid. I mean, I ain't talking the birds. Dude, having these kids you talking their birds was doing on really, really working. They only score hundred some points. I'm talking about a good kid when you score 500, 600, 700, and you can do that consistently. And you got a really, really good kid. And a lot of guys yeah. don't understand that, what a good kid is. So you talking about you might have some good birds, but a good kick. You talking about a kick. A good kick is gonna work, work, work. No matter. It don't matter. It's gonna work. A lot of guys don't get that part. I've seen them. Yeah. Now, do you believe in that? In that? In that twenty-four hours not feeding your birds uh, when, when, when that day your flight comes? It depends on your kick. Yeah, that's. You remember I was talking about? I said that, but just it depends on the kick. Some some birds. Yeah. It's it's between. 20 and 26 hours somewhere up in there depending on the kit some kits you can't have too too hungry because they, they come out too hot some kits you can't have too much too too much food because they, they want to take out go straight to the to the dock or something like that just depending on the yeah. kit you gotta know your your birds yeah. that's all it's not it's not set it's not no set thing but I think you should go at least 23 yeah. hours 24 20 between 24 in 20, 25 and 23 hours. I mean, if you fly at 7 a.m., it's best to feed your birds between 6 and 9 a.m. A.m. It's the best way to do it. Yeah. So, and you, you this really, that's because the birds got enough food in them. They ain't hungry, they ain't too hungry, and they ain't full at all. Ain't no food just sitting in their crop to slow them down. And most time when they yeah. have these birds got fly for a while, they got fly for a while, they burn it off and get the and then they'll start rolling. But it's whatever works for your bird. You gotta figure it out. You gotta always gotta do test flies. You gotta figure it out. Yeah. And most dudes wanna do test flies. And then you gotta train your birds at that time. So if you flying at seven o'clock on your fly day, don't I want you fly after ten o'clock. I want you to fly after 10 o'clock. None up until that yeah. flight. So, so you want to stay within that same hour when, when your flight time is. Yeah, because you want, because it's, that air, the barometric pressure is different, the air is different, the wind is different, everything is different. So you want to keep them used to that. Yeah. Okay. For at least two weeks, for at least two weeks. 
just to get them used to that time. Yeah. And then they, 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 you'll do better. Like, like Choo Choo. I used to always tell Choo Choo, I said, Choo Choo, if you fly in the AM for competition, why do you train your birds in the evening? It don't make sense because now your birds in the evening, it's a whole different wind, wind pattern. Most times it's a downwind pattern where we live because our birds coming off the ocean breeze because we're not that far from the ocean. So we got an ocean breeze that's coming, it's coming down. And your bird's gonna fly like this, up over it, or down under it, and they're gonna scoop up, they're gonna roll, they're gonna go back around. In the morning, that breeze is not there. It's a lighter, it's a lifting air. Birds can fly slower, and they already give up that pattern of flying a certain way, and it's not, it's not gonna work. <clears throat> and, but he, yeah. I've been trying to tell me, he said, yeah, Mr. Nark, I said, okay, I'm trying to tell you. So, so you like flying? Where do you like flying your birds? In what pocket? The low pocket, high pocket? I like flying. I like flying the AM. But I, but I, but now it's like it's kind of hard because I get off work at four, four thirty, and then I be home by five. It's hard to stay up to fly the birds early. I be when I get home, take that shower. It's a wrap. I'm asleep. Yeah. But when I was, but right, especially right now, since the kids are in school. But when my daughter wasn't going to school, I was, I was up so I can take her to school. Now I take her to school and go straight to do the birds, and then go back to sleep. But now she ain't, they ain't going to school, so and there's no competition for me, so I'm not worried about it. It's, it's, plus, I'm not flying competition right. Nobody flying competition right now, so it don't matter right now. But if, if competition yeah. was to start up, and I was flying, I would change my flight time. I would just fly them. Be, by, by 10 o'clock, they'll be up. If I can't get them up by 10 o'clock, they'll be in, they'll be fed by 10 o'clock. If I know I'm going to get up by 10, I'm going to try to be fed by 9. Mm. Once they start rolling and everything, I don't need to fly them every day. I just need three days a week. Whether it's three days in a row or every other day or whatever it may be. I just need three days. Yeah. Now that's once you got them into the role, you yeah. fly them twice, three. Yeah, once I get them into the role. Two, three, ten, three. Because then I work hard. I work the young birds real hard. I get a number yeah. one kit with about and twenty-two birds. Now I'm, bu- I'm building the second kit. So how it works is this: one, two, three kits. The first, the second kit feeds your first kit. The third kid feeds the second and first kid. So some birds might pass the second kid, go straight to the first kid. And the bird from the first kid, I might move to the second kid, then move the bird down from the second kid to the third kid. You keep doing that until you get the best combination in every kid. Birds work the best. The third kid don't matter as much unless you got a fourth kid. Now, if you got a fourth kid, now a third kid matters a little more. And you keep doing that. And then you look around, you got two kids that's, that, can, that can compete, and another kid. That can feel anywhere them kisses and the birds get lost, but dudes don't do that. They breed 200 pigeons and only have and can't. They breed 200 pigeons and can't even fly a 20 bird kit. Then from you don't have yeah. no birds, but, but you got three kits full of pigeons. Or how come you don't have no birds to fill it in? Oh, you ain't really let them up. Why not? Other birds roll and stop flying. Fly them other birds hard. Even if you got to fly them together, go get some color bands, put them on the, on the birds so you know how to separate them. Right. So I'll right. do that. I'll fly the second and third kit together just to get them flying. That's fully, that's fully flying, getting the, get the air time. Put color bands so on. Get a put, so you know which one's going which kit. It's not hard to do. It's got to be willing to do it. Yeah. Just got to put the time into it. 
Exactly. Yeah, so now, when you getting ready for um, for competition, do you feed your bird individually? <coughs> or, or you, no, 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 no. Or you? No, I'm gonna you tell you right now. I do not feed them individually. Every now and then, I feed. I I will feed a bird extra. Or here and there, some birds that are hard workers that kind of lag a little bit. I will give them peas up until competition time, like six to ten peas extra after I feed them six to ten peas. Even if I got to put them down their throat, if I ain't gonna nobody take his place, I do that. Uh-huh. If I got oh, a bird okay. take his spot, I just take him out the kit. But if I don't, I give him the peas manually if I have to, one at a time, yeah. up to ten peas, no more than ten, just to build him up up until to competition day. So he won't. He, but it's happening. Is he gonna get those yeah. strong? He's not gonna roll as much up, up until then. And then when you get up to that day, you, you gonna give him the piece. Let him, let him do what he do. And I will take birds mm-hmm. out the kit and hold them, hold them in my hand. I'll put them in the sun pan or the or show pan while the other birds eat for a while, and then put them in there later. I mean, it's a lot of stuff you do to, to, to get the maximum results. You just gotta know what to do. Right. Right. And any bird in out your kit, it's best to take a bird that's. You ever bird in your kit that's. Say you have a bird in your kit that's 30 feet, really, really good, but it's in out your kit. But you got another bird and another kit that's only five, six feet, but it's always in the kit. Take that 30 foot bird out and put that five foot bird in there. And there, yeah. Because what's going to happen is. That bird's gonna be in the kit, locked in the kit, rolling with the kit. Well, that little bird might come out and distract the kit, where you're not gonna get the brakes anyway. And then you're gonna, he might make another bird come out, and follow him. Now you don't get nothing. Yeah. Okay. I always take any bird to come out the kit. I just take him out. Just when in doubt, take him out. Now, 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 when you fly your kits, do you make sure your your bird with, let's say, with twenty footers, forty footers? 10 footers or you just fly all the same depth I mean I ain't never had the kit all the same depth I just have a I try to have a minimum and a maximum I, if I got 40 footers I don't want too many 10 footers in there if it's one or two 40 footers it don't matter but if you got like 6 or 7 birds that can go 40 feet you don't want that many 10 footers in there mm. and people always talk about separation when your kit is is really on there is no separation they all go so ain't no separation. It's only separation when some of the birds go and some don't. That means they separate. You know what I'm saying? They boom, these go down here and these yeah. up here. So they get back together. But if they all go like this, ain't no separation. Mm. Yeah, that's what I hear some people be doing. They try to put in a couple of 40 footers and with, with some 5 footers and, and 10 footers and 20 footers. So I'm like, I mean, if you build you just a kid, put all your, your best 20 birds all at once. But, but, but they don't have them. That's the problem. They don't have them, them birds like that, so they can't do it. That'd be the problem. It's not that they, they probably want to do it like that. They don't have them. They so, don't have them. Yeah, you don't have them. You don't have that many 20-footers to put in there. It takes, like I tell everybody, it takes about three years to build a really good kit. I ain't talking about a good, I mean, a really good kit, a for real good kit. It takes about three years to build that. Cause now you gotta get 20 birds 20 to 40 feet that roll together, stand the kit, can last, that commit on the brakes. You gotta get that. And that's the only way you're gonna do it. It's gonna take about three years of selection. Yeah. 
You might right. be you might be That's the whole lot twenty. You might be the whole lot twenty footers. You might be more than that. But but are they going with the kick? That's that's real important. Yeah. They go, but they go in like yeah. individual. But if they go, okay, are they going with the kit? And those are the ones you got to put together. So you just want a whole kit of nothing but trigger birds. Yeah, the whole kids of trigger birds. That's right. Because if people like, oh, that's yeah. my trigger bird. If you got one bird of trigger bird. What happens when something happens to him? There's no trigger, so the birds ain't gonna go. Yeah. So if he get yeah. out the kit, are the kit, kit still gonna break? Now, what if everybody was built like that, like a trigger bird? So a trigger bird for him and trigger the birds, he got to go first. That means you would never get a full turn. Because mm. he's going, oh, then everybody responds to him. So the, the best you can get is 19, but he will create more waterfalls than 19s. But you know, inside every waterfall oh. is a break, just about. Yeah. And inside, inside every waterfall is, is at least a seven bird break, at least, if it's the right kind of waterfall. Because always one, two, seven, a group goes, but the trained eye could be a spot that group that's actually scoreable. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well. There is a lot to learn from it. Yeah. And experience, yeah. experience yeah. going to be your best teacher. No matter what yeah. I tell you. When you experience it, you learn it. You learn it better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've never been one to try to keep information from nobody. I don't care if I'm from the flag issue the next day. But one thing I don't do, if you would do that talk trash, I was talking, I'll I tell you, just go figure it out. How are you going to talk trash to me? And they think I'm gonna tell you something, really for real. But right. I know, I know, like like my podcast, I know a lot of my people who be hate be watching, be, be listening all the, a lot. Uh huh. That's what's crazy. I was like, damn, they be hating, they be listening to my podcast like crazy. I don't talk. I'm not gonna try to do all. I, I I'm not gonna do all that talking. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm gonna let these birds do what they're supposed to do, and then they can do the talking. That's right. For me. Yeah, people, I say, why you never talk trash? People say, for what? One thing I learned about talking trash is these birds will make you out of a liar. Yeah, yeah. I just say, well, people say, how your birds gonna do that? I say, I don't know. We'll find out. I let them out. That's why I don't, you never know when you open them doors. I don't talk trash to people. I don't be like, "Oh, you got sorry birds." I don't. How many times have you tell? Have you heard me say I got the best birds? I ain't got to say that. Right. That's why I always tell Green. I say you always tell me you got the best men in LA based on what? You never want an individual fly. You never got higher than one point four for quality. You got the best men self self proclaimed. I say why y'all do that? Why y'all say y'all got the best and you never been in the competition where you won? We actually won. I said, that's why I put, now I put all my master, my um, my certified spinner certificates. I said, how many of these you got? Oh, none. Oh, so you don't have not one bird that's actually certified by nobody other than somebody that's your friend. I said, oh, okay. Mm. He said, I want to fly. I said, why not? But you were flying. You was flying. You flew in the club with Westside with us. How many times did you win in there? I didn't win none. Oh, oh, oh. 
I came in second once. I said, yeah, what bird you have when you came in second? See, that's the problem. He said, because that's why I got rid of it. Because you always say, you can't, I, I came in second because you helped me. But but did I help you? He said, yeah. I said, so what's the problem? I could say if I didn't help you, not say I, did, I didn't help you. But I, I helped you. You even borrowed birds from me yeah. to make the kit. I mean, I mean, I said, but your bird, but we got to understand something. I said, everybody's birds come from somebody else. Everybody's. Now, one fancier, I know, I, I ain't met a fancier yet, that went out in his loft, laid an egg himself, raised the baby, and started his family. Everybody's birds came from somebody else. Even the birds we have now, they still came from somebody else. Like that. So, you know, yeah. teach his own, but... Yeah. And I try to tell guys, and I said, like, like, when I asked a question one time, and dudes took it personal, I said, you guys all talking about Higgins, Reed, Higgins, Reed. Name one person that actually really, really did good lately. He said, Abel. I said, Abel, for real? When the last time Abel did good? 2012? Eight years ago. I said, come on. Right recently. All you guys got these birds. How come none of you guys can't, can't, can't put up a good kid? He said, let me this, yeah. falcon, this, falcon. I said, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I said, I'll leave it there. We, I'll give you that. And I said, the bad thing about this is, if the falcons leave today, all thing will happen is the people that were really good before, it's going to get really good again. And they're going to raise the bar. So then you guys are not going to be able to hang. Because you guys ain't not, not, not going to look at the whole picture. Yeah. I mean, but we, I don't think nobody would ever feed Norm or, or Higgins again, you know, so I don't think. Yeah, because only it was only one Norm Reed, only one Jerry Higgins. But like somebody told me, yeah, that's it. now we're looking at bird. you think you pissed him? I said, hell no, I don't think I'm the pissed him. I know I'm the first Keith London. I know that for a fact. You keep London, right? That's who I am. I ain't trying to be the next nobody. I'm going to be the first Keith London. Yeah. I'm not trying to be pencil. <clears throat> I'm not trying to take nothing from pencil. But I'm not gonna live you, off you him. You're just gonna feed yourself. Yeah, I'm not gonna live off. I got pencil birds. I got read birds. I say okay, and that means, you know, I'm like, that means what? Yeah. Pencil died in 1968. Really. 1968 Pinson died. How many years ago that was? A dude still, I got Pinson birds. No, you don't. Like a PRC. So, so what are, what's, a, what, what's a good book you recommend for, for, for us new guys and, 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 and of course, people that's been in the hobby? I mean, Pinson book is a good book. That's a really, it's actually a really good book. And True Spinning Rollers 2 is a good book also. Those both good books. There's a lot. So they, they, they pretty much explain a lot. They explain, they explain a lot. It's a lot, a lot of little stuff that you, you you will learn from both. Look at the pictures. And now you don't look at the pictures, study the pictures. You know the birds that Pencil had back then were more robust than the birds. Now, even Norm Reed birds are more robust. And Norm Reed birds still go back to the old Pencil birds too. How yeah. and all that kind of stuff. They all go back to that same stuff. They all go back to the same stuff, yeah. I don't have that. I don't have that. 
and we just the dude just, just starts selecting the birds for what they worth, what they actually worth themselves, and stop trying to put value on the birds based on based on who they came from. Oh, and that name is behind them, they'd be alright. Yeah. That's what I always did. Yeah. And he's always like, you cross me birds? Yep, sure is, sure did. Cause I didn't see whatever you guys doing, it's, I'm not satisfied with that. Whatever this bird, I'm not satisfied with that. So I gotta make my own. You both wanna get better and better. Yep. I had goals. I want to do this. This is what I want. I need to, I need yeah. to score 500 points to fly. Like, I'm the only person in the ICRC history who ever averaged five points to fly. 500 to fly? 500. I averaged 496 points something to fly. That was my average. Not my high. That was my average. And that's all I was trying to tell you. I averaged that. Man. Get that this hobby back to scoring them big points. Like they used to. I mean, we used to score 300 and they'd be like, damn, somebody, some, when certain people find out, they like, they might be able to knock me off. You threw 300 points, you was on the bubble. You might not even qualify. Now, you okay. scored 300 points, you're gonna win. That's because dudes not, they're not building, they, they lost. With, with birds that can do it, they've only lost more with names and band numbers. Yeah. Like, for example, you see dudes that have birds that be pretty decent. I mean, they be decent. And they get rid of all their birds to get a whole new family. I'm like, why you do that? Now you start, you know what you're doing? You start, they know you start over. Oh, yeah, but I think these birds are better. Based on what? Why you think they're better? You got from this person. That person ain't never did nothing with them. He had them for how long? And now you think you finna get them to do something with them because of a name? I said, why not keep yeah. your best, your top 10 birds, and then add a few more of someone else's birds, and then build up to your 20 pair by stuff you breed? That's better. If I would known, if I would known half the stuff I know now, I would be even better. There's a lot of birds I got rid of back then I would have kept, mm. based on what I know right now. Mm. Right, right. I know it's more about the end results more. I know it's not realistic to get birds and say these birds come in two years and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that because I would lose interest in birds that's been flying and flying a whole, a whole season ain't doing nothing. I don't think I can do it. Then they got then they got to fly the whole next season to come in at the end of the year. So no, 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 and they ain't guaranteed they're even gonna be around. See, that's the thing. They ain't guaranteed they're gonna be around. So now we gotta yeah. adapt. So what do we do? We make the birds come in a little earlier, but be more stable. So you don't want them 40 feet in three months. You want them five to maybe 15 feet in three months, but regular. And then you go from there. And then hopefully yeah. the following yeah. season, they get even better. They get a little deeper. A little deeper. Yeah. More solid. More, they know who they are. They know. <clears throat> you could actually say, this is a 20-foot bird. And they say, this is a 20-foot bird. And actually be a 50-foot bird. I had that problem this year. Put birds down, lock birds up at at the end of the year that were five, ten feet. When I put them out this year, them suckers 30, 40 feet. And they 30, 40 feet not knowing where to do with that. They trying to do it they up to a little at the wire and they're hitting the roofs and that's so why looking back at why I said, hey, 
I don't know why this happened. This combination was a little too hot. They brought out the deep side of both sides and made it double. But. Mm-hmm. I gotta stop the pod- with podcast. I gotta stop the podcast. So I can still talk to you, but I gotta stop the podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. I'm coming to the end of this podcast. Keep nothing out, roll agenda.